So the big question is, how soon is too soon to move in? Today, I'm discussing three things to consider when deciding on this phenomenal big step in your relationship. My name is Joda Wosu and welcome to the Second Chances podcast, a love journey in black and white. Davide and I probably started talking about moving in together three months into our relationship. And it's always an ongoing conversation. And there's many reasons why moving in is a good idea. But then sometimes, as exciting as it sounds, sometimes it's actually quite scary because whether or not we like it, it's a huge step to take in any relationship. And it comes with its own set of challenges. See, navigating relationships, especially after a divorce, comes with its own set of challenges and reflections and trauma. There's history, there's potentially children involved, and then there's this fear of repeating past mistakes. Because the moment you move in together, chances are next thing you're going to be married again and history, maybe new history, but history could also repeat itself. So it gets scary at times, right? But the truth is, life is all about evolution and growth. We should be growing. And so we must fudge ahead. So let's get right into today's topic. So first of all, it's essential to acknowledge the emotional well-wind, well-pull of post-divorce, right? It's not the same as someone who hasn't been married. It's very challenging. And like I said... A lot of people who listen to this podcast have been there, right? When you first get divorced, depending on what the reasons were or what the dynamics of your marriage was, there's this initial euphoria of a newfound freedom. Like, who finally, especially if you were in a relationship that was suffocating you or that you were miserable, unhappy or was toxic or there was some form of abuse in it. This newfound freedom, are you in a hurry to lose it? (laughs) For a lot of people, I'm sure the answer is no. And I've heard a lot of people say, even if they were to get into another relationship, living together is a no-no. Oh, I say you do you, boo, right? There's also the, the aspect of loneliness, right? If you have always been someone who's maybe lived with people and now you're just by yourself, you might start to feel lonely. The house might be quiet. And if you live in a cold climate like I do, sometimes winter kind of makes it worse. So loneliness might also be something that is pushing you either into moving in or maybe deterring you from moving in. I don't know. Then there's also this urge or desire to leap into something new. Hmm. Especially for people who are newly divorced, this is always a common theme where once the divorce is finalized, it's like, okay, who's next? I'm ready to jump right in. So you want to really be careful. And I'm calling out these emotions now because even though they are all valid, right, they can also cloud your judgment. So as you start contemplating moving in with a new partner, it's worth to consider these three points I want to address. The first one is your emotional checkpoint. Before any hasty decision, it's very vital to introspect. And I'm assuming that you've already gone through the healing process of your marriage, of your divorce, and now you're in a stable place. So I want you to ask yourself, 
Am I emotionally grounded right now? Moving in with someone shouldn't be some band-aid solution or some knee-jerk reaction because you're in this emotional euphoria or whatever it is you're going through. It should be something that comes from a balanced, stable emotional state. So check your emotional checkpoint before you make this decision. Very, very huge. The second one is around timing. So this is length of time. I know you can never really know anyone through and through. Yeah, 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 we get that. But time has a way of revealing things. So rather than jumping right into something really quickly, the truth is, if you love a person, you're still going to love them in six months. You're still going to love them in a year's time, hopefully for even longer than that. So rather than rushing into moving in together because it is a huge step and will change a lot of things in your relationship, trust me, (laughs) giving your relationship the gift of time will provide you with more clarity, more discernment around whether this is just uh, an infatuation or this is a real, this is the real deal or whether it's just your loneliness kicking in. Again, I understand if the weather is cold, not an easy one to ignore, but give things time, right? There's no length of time. I'm not, I'm not proposing a certain amount of time, but time usually does have a way of fleshing things out, of helping you to discover things about your partner that maybe you're not aware of, or even things like do a trial living together where you're spending long stretches of time together. Someone once told me she want to know if you can live with someone, go on vacation with them. Oh my God. Lots of breakups happen during vacations. So spending time living, when I say living, temporarily living, but staying with them for an extended period of time, it could be weeks or, or even a month, is a good way to start to determine whether this is someone that you can live with, cohabit and create a home together. It is so important to use time as your helper to be able to make the decision. And while you're living it apart, maximize that time, maximize that period because you're never going to have it again. So use it to know what are their pet peeves? What are their vices? What are their habits, your deal breakers, things that you really can't put up with? And decide if this is something that you really want to get into. There's no right or wrong answer, right? But just take your time. The third one is about being able to have open discussions about merging two lives under one roof. Especially if there are kids involved, you need to have a lot of discussion. And this starts from even the finances. How are the bills going to be paid? Who's going to pay the mortgage? Is it uh, 50-50? Is it... Is it one person pays for everything and the other person does all the house chores? Who does what? What are the boundaries? What does living together look like? Are we going to be a household who entertains guests? Or is it going to be a strict household where it's just the two of us? Many, many things. People have different ways. Again, remember, we're all people who we're a bit older, so our tolerance is a little bit lower. Let's just be honest. We're a little bit set in our ways. So you need to make sure you have these conversations to help you determine if this is someone you can live with. So rather than shy away from these conversations and just hope that love will resolve all, 
I think it's wise for you to to have these conversations ahead of time so that there are no surprises when you finally make the move to moving together. Another thing that I want you to consider in your discussion is if kids are involved, then that's that's huge because it's going to impact them one way or the other. And it's important that you take into consideration their feelings, what the dynamics are going to look like, and all the 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 well, challenges that could come up with merging a home together. So have this conversation, understand you know different parenting styles. Whatever your partner feels or how they like to run their life, make sure you're aware and that you're okay with it because things will probably not change and you have to be ready to accept it without hoping or expecting that the person is going to change. So those are the three things, your emotional checkpoint. Give it time. Use that as a, as a lens for you to, to determine if it's what you want and have open conversations around what it will look like living together, okay? So having been through divorce, right, and all the highs and lows and stepping back into the dating world and new relationships, I understand that it comes with a lot of pressure. Pressure on yourself first, (laughs) and then we have society. You have your well-meaning friends who know it all, who definitely know you better than you. They know what you want better than what you want, or so they think. And even your own insecurities, your own trauma, your own baggage that you have dealt with or you haven't dealt with, do not allow any of those things to rush you. Every relationship is unique. Every relationship has its own rhythm. So it's okay. In fact, it's more than okay for you to find your own rhythm and just follow through. It's your journey. It's your path. Stay on that path. Do not let anyone, including yourself, pressure you into moving in too quickly. So to everyone out there who's ventured into a new relationship or wanting to be in a relationship after a divorce, I want to say to you, trust trust your journey and trust your instincts. These outside external voices will always be there. They will be there to help remind you of all your failures, of all your fears, But don't let that determine or dictate how soon you're willing to move in with the new partner. Love, trust, and understanding are the pillars of any solid, committed relationship. So make sure that you're focusing on building those pillars because that's what will keep you going and will support you along your own love journey. Remember, There's no universal right time to move in together. It's a deeply personal decision. So be kind to yourself. Communicate openly with your partner, whether you're ready or you're not, it's okay. And always, always, always trust your heart. It'll never let you down. Thanks for listening to today's episode on the Second Chances podcast, A Love Journey in Black and White. Till next time, sending you love and light.